Hello, everyone. Welcome to our broadcast today. I'm Jerry Savell. Thank you for joining me. And I pray that as you listen and as you watch the message today, it is going to enable you to rise above every circumstance, every challenge in your life, and you're going to come out on the other side victorious. You know, that's what this ministry is all about, teaching people how to become winners in life. Now, last week, if you were watching, I took you into the Believers Convention sponsored by Kenneth Copeland Ministries right here in Fort Worth, Texas. I've had the privilege of doing this meeting with Brother Copeland for about, I think, about 38 years now, and it is always a wonderful, wonderful convention. People come from all over the world. People's faith is inspired. People are enjoying victory. And I believe as you watch today, you're going to experience the same thing. This is part two, and I want to encourage you to watch very closely, if possible, take notes. And then at the end of the uh, lesson, I'll be back with some special uh, announcements that you don't want to miss. So watch now as I take you into the Believers Convention from Fort Worth, Texas, held back in August 2018. And I want to encourage you to listen very closely and because the Bible says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. We're teaching on experiencing God's glory. Get ready for it. Hallelujah. Now, once again, Lord, show me your glory. Now, go to Exodus chapter 14 for a moment. Exodus chapter 14. And look at verse 13. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord which he will show to you today. Now, the first thing I want to point out is this. Notice God is not against showing you things. God's not against showing you his power. God's not against showing you miracles. God's not against showing you manifestations of his presence, his goodness. He said to Moses, tell the people, stand still. In other words, don't, don't fear. Don't, don't, don't run from the problem. Stand still and you will see the salvation of the Lord. Now he's not talking about salvation in reference to being born again. It's, it's a manifestation of the glory of God in this context. You will see my presence, my power, and my goodness. You'll see it. And when were they going to see it? Today. How many of you'd like to see the glory of God? Today. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I enjoy seeing God do things every day. I hear people talk about, well, back in 1997, boy, did we ever have miracles. Well, what about today? So notice here, he said, God is going to do something for you today and he wants to show it to you. You will see the salvation of the Lord. Now he's talking about their being delivered out of the land of Egypt and uh, of course approaching the Red Sea and God splitting the Red Sea and so forth. And it was a manifestation of the glory of God, his presence, his power, and his goodness. Can you say amen? amen? Now go to Exodus chapter 16. 
Now they're in the wilderness. <clears throat> and verse four says, then said the Lord unto Moses, behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you. And the people shall go out and gather a certain uh, rate every day that I may prove them and so forth. But then look at verse seven. And in the morning, then ye shall see the glory of the Lord. You shall see the glory of the Lord. Notice God's wanting to show them something. You will see the glory of the Lord. What's he talking about? You're going to see manifestations of my presence, my power, and my goodness, and you're going to see it right here in a wilderness. Amen. 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 Wilderness does not limit God. Famines do not limit God. Drought does not limit God. Bad economy doesn't limit God. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Amen. God can bless you when nobody else is blessed. If you'll believe for it. Can you say amen? Amen. So notice here he said, you're going to see the glory of the Lord. And it was a manifestation of God's presence, God's power, and God's goodness. The glory of the Lord was revealed not only in the form of God's presence and power, but also his goodness. He provided for them supernaturally in the form of bread from heaven, manna, for as long as it was necessary and while they journeyed through the wilderness. Their seeing the glory of God was intended to let them know that they could be, that God could be depended upon every day of their lives. Can you say amen? Amen. It was to be a constant reminder that they could always depend on him as their source of supply. How many of you believe God wants to be your source of supply? Can you depend on him every day? Well, the apostle Paul thinks you can. He said, my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Psalm 68, 19 says uh, that God uh, loadeth us daily with benefits. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, that word was daily. He loadeth us daily with benefits. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm supposed to be loaded. And then Psalm 84, 11 says, the Lord will withhold no good thing for those who fear him and those who walk uprightly before him. Can you say amen? So God wants to show you his glory on a daily basis, every day of your life. Glory to God. I get up expecting it. And, and since the Lord said this to me back in November of 2017, there has not been one day go by that I haven't got up and said out of my mouth, first thing, Lord, show me your glory today. And I believe I will see your glory. In the form of your presence, your power, or your goodness, or all three. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And consequently, I've been seeing the glory of God every day. God's done some marvelous things, some miraculous, some things I've not seen him do it quite that way before. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Amen. So lift your hands one more time and say, Lord, show me your glory today. And I believe I receive it. And thank him again. Hallelujah. Praise God.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, listen to this. John chapter 11. Go over there with me, please. John chapter 11. Here, Jesus has just received a report that his friend Lazarus is sick. In verse 3, it says, His sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Now, religion has taken that verse and misused it and abused it, and a lot of people have been in error because of it. He's not saying that God took Lazarus' life so he could get glory. In fact, some commentaries say it this way. This death is not permanent. Now we do know Lazarus died. But what he's saying is, it's not permanent. That God's going to show his glory. Don't get the idea that you are sick for the glory of God. Go read your Bible. God doesn't get glory until people are healed. Made well. Amen. The Bible says when, the, when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, the love of God is shed abroad in your heart. That's where the compassion could, should come from, not being sick. Well, God made me live in poverty so I could be more compassionate toward poor people. That's a lie of the devil and you fell for it. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Amen. No, God didn't make Lazarus sick for his glory. Jesus said the end result will be God will be glorified. The end result will be God will be glorified. This death is not final. Can you say amen? amen. And go over to verse 40. Let's back up to verse 38. Therefore Jesus again groaned in himself, cometh to the grave, it was a cave, and a stone lay upon it. Jesus said, Take ye away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he hath been dead four days. Jesus saith unto her, Said I not unto thee, that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God? So what is the prerequisite for seeing the glory of God. Believing. Didn't I say to you that if you will believe, then you will see the glory of God? Look at your neighbor and say, if you believe, you will see the glory of God. And what did David say? I believe, therefore have I spoken. So if you truly believe that God is going to show you his glory, 
then you're going to talk about it. You're going to get up talking about it. You're going to talk about it throughout the day. You're going to talk about it before you close your eyes at night. You're going to wake up talking about it. You're going to talk about it throughout the day. You're going to say it before you go to bed. You're going to talk it all the time, continually. Can you say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at somebody and say, today, Today. God will show me his glory glory. in the form of his manifested presence, manifested power, manifested goodness. I believe it. Therefore, I say it. So be it. And give him a shout. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Now, notice when Moses said, I beseech thee, show me your glory. Once again, verse 19, God said, I will cause all my goodness to pass before thee. So once again, we can't separate the goodness of God from the glory of God. Don't don't think of the glory of God only in the form of smoke, lightning. (laughs) Amen. I mean, it can manifest that way. But the book of Isaiah says that there will come a time when darkness will cover the earth and gross darkness to people. But the glory of the Lord shall be seen upon thee. The glory shall be seen upon thee. I don't think he's talking about we're going to be walking around and lightning bolts are going to be emanating from us, smoke coming off of us. I mean, he could do that, but I don't think that's what he's talking about. When's the last time you saw somebody walking down the street with lightning emanating from them, smoke coming off of them, thunder around them, and you said, whoa, look at the glory. That's not what he's talking about. He's talking about the manifested presence of God, the manifested power of God, and the manifested goodness of God. Not only that, but he said, and the Gentiles will see it. He's talking about non-believers now. How would a non-believer know the glory of God if he saw it? Most Christians wouldn't know the glory of God. How would a non-believer know it's the glory? Because even a non-believer can recognize God's presence, God's power, and God's goodness. In fact, Psalm, what is it? Psalm 122, I believe it says, and even the heathen said, the Lord has been good to them. Amen. Amen. So even a non-believer recognizes the goodness of God on somebody's life. Hallelujah. So notice here, I will cause my goodness to pass before thee. Now, let me ask you this question. Did Moses see all the goodness of God that exists? Did the children of Israel see all the goodness of God that they'll ever be seen? Did any of the Old Testament characters see it all? Did even anyone in the New Testament see it all? Then apparently there's still more to be seen. And listen to this verse. Exodus 18, 8, 
Moses is sharing with Jethro some of the things that God did for them. And it says, and Jethro rejoiced for all the goodness which the Lord had done to Israel, whom he had delivered out of the hand of the Egyptians. Moses shared with him various stories and testimonies of how God delivered them out of Israel. And the Bible says, and, and, and Jethro rejoiced for all the goodness which the Lord had done. But then Exodus chapter 34 and verse 6 makes this statement. The Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth. He's abundant in goodness. That means there's much more that has never been manifest yet. Amen. Abundant. That means he never runs out. No, nobody in the Old Testament saw it all. Nobody in the New Testament saw it all. No previous generation has seen it all. In fact, the Bible implies, and I'll get to that in just a moment, that there is goodness that's been reserved for the generation that will be here before the appearing of the Lord that no one has ever experienced. Hallelujah. And I believe we're that generation. Hallelujah. Praise God. If you think you've seen all the goodness of God that there is, wake up. Now, go with me to Psalm 31. Psalm 31 and look at verse 19. Oh, how great is thy goodness which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. Now notice there's two different positions mentioned there. Number one, he's talking about we need to praise God for the goodness that has already been wrought, past tense. And then we need to praise God for the goodness that we're about to see. Laid up. Laid up. Everybody say laid up. That means in store. That means in reserve. That means it hasn't been tapped into yet. Notice here, the psalmist says, praise the Lord for his goodness. Not only that's already been wrought, in other words, the goodness we've already experienced, we need to be praising him for it. Don't ever stop praising God for the goodness that you have already experienced. But then he also says, but there's goodness that has been laid up. That's your trust fund. Now, have you not experienced any goodness from God yet? Sure you have, but you haven't experienced it all. Well, when am I going to experience it all? Maybe when you grow up. <laughs> Go with me real quickly to Psalm 107. Now, here's another reason why a lot of people are not experiencing any more goodness than they have experienced up to now. I always want to know 
you know, I, I want to know about the blessings, but I also want to know about the blessing blockers. Amen. Uh, if I'm doing something that's blocking my blessing, I want to be told. I want to, I want to be aware of it. I want to correct it. Now notice, don't read it yet. You look up at me. Don't read it yet. Don't get ahead of me. Don't read it yet. Look at me. You will notice when I tell you to, and only when I tell you to. I catch you looking down, I'm going to tell God on you. Because you're disobedient and you're not ready for the trust fund. Okay? You will find in verse 8, verse 15, verse 21, and verse 31. Now go ahead and look. Start with verse 8. You'll, say, you'll see the same statement in all four of those verses. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and his wonderful works to the children of men. Verse 15. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Verse 21. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Verse 31, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Four different times in one Psalm. And it sounds as though David is pleading for people to praise God for his goodness. Did you ever notice when you have a need, particularly a pressing need, you tend to forget the last time you had a pressing need and God came through for you. And now you're focused on what's not happening instead of what God's already done. Sounds like to me that one of the blessing blockers is people are not grateful enough. People are not thankful enough. People don't praise God enough. We focus on what's not happening and forget about what has happened. Amen. How many of you are grateful for what God's already done? Come on, lift your hands and let him know right now. Let God know how grateful you are for what he's already done. Praise God. Hallelujah. like if the glory of God was manifested in your life. Scripture gives us many examples of God's glory being revealed and changing impossible situations. Sadly, many Christians today are unaware of this miraculous power. In his new eye-opening resource, Show Me Your Glory, Jerry Savelle reveals the biblical principles to experiencing the manifested glory of God in your life. This is your opportunity Call or go online to jerrysavelle.org and request this life-changing package, including the all-inclusive book and six-CD teaching, Show Me Your Glory. In this prophetic teaching, you'll discover the three characteristics of the glory, the prerequisites for experiencing the glory, 
and how the glory will cause you to walk in victory and triumph. Don't delay. Call or go online to jerrysavelle.org and order your copy of this special resource today. Hey, I trust you enjoyed today's lesson, and I want to encourage you once again, join with me next week. We're going to continue talking about experiencing God's glory, and we're going to take you into the next session of the Believers' Convention right here in Fort Worth, Texas, sponsored by Kenneth Copeland Ministries. I've got some great testimonies from people that attended that convention. Uh, Here's one. I, I connected with your ministry recently after seeing your message on tithing and grace from the Southwest Believers Convention, and I wanted you to know that message changed my life, and your ministry has been a constant source of encouragement to me and my family. And I want to thank you, sir. This is a great testimony, and I appreciate you taking the time to write to us and to let us know how the ministry has been blessing you. Uh, here's another one uh, that a person who attended the uh, uh, convention, where is that one? Uh, I recently purchased your book on thoughts, the battle between your ears during the convention. I have to say that next to the Bible, this has been the most powerful book that I've ever read. This is the only book I own that I will never give away. Thank you so much, and God bless you. Thank you, Patty. That's a great blessing to us, and we're so thrilled that we're able to minister to you, and I am grateful that you have enjoyed the book. Uh, Here's one from Sue. Uh, She said, I gave my tithe. Uh, instructed as I was instructed by God, and every time I give my tithe, something great happens. I gave today, and another job opportunity came. I'm giving into deep, rich soil, and I'm so overwhelmed with joy and gratefulness. Thank you for your ministry. That's from Sue, and Sue, we want you to know that we appreciate you sharing that testimony with us. Here's a, a, another one, favor on the, uh, with a new job. Uh, here's one from Natalie, financial blessing. The God of surprises showed up for me and surprised me with some great benefits that I did not expect. A healing has come, praise God, and great things are happening in my life. Thank you for your ministry. Thank you, Sue, for writing to us. And Natalie, right along with Sue, the testimony, we appreciate it so very much. And we're so thrilled that God is doing these great things in your life. Don't forget our resources today, my six CD series entitled, Show Me Your Glory. Then also my newest book, Show Me Your Glory, by the same title. This book was introduced during that convention and people got it. I'm telling you, they bought so many of these, and we're already hearing testimonies of how people are experiencing the glory of God in their lives. So you will want to order these special resources right now while it's fresh on your mind. Go online, jerrysavelle.org, and you'll find out how to place your order. And as always, we'll get them to you just as quickly as possible. And I want to thank you in advance for placing your order for the book and the CDs, and I know they're going to be a blessing to you. I want to encourage you to join me again next week. We'll continue this study on experiencing the glory of God. And I'm going to take you into another service from the Believers' Convention. And I'm telling you, you don't want to miss it. So please make your plans to join with us. Also connect with us with Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, That's how you can stay in contact with this ministry. And it's how we can stay in contact with you. And I'll promise you, we'll never ask you for money on those uh, uh, social media outlets. Uh, We're just going to minister to you. We're going to give you encouraging words. So please connect with us. That's my promise to you. So please connect with us. I know it'll be a blessing to you. 
Thank you for joining me today. And remember, as we leave the air, your faith will overcome the world.